Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Political Thumbs Up or Down for Sunday, March 25th. I'm one of the co-hosts, Dennis. I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Sergio, and I am ready to rant. Are you ready to rant? We've had a hell of a week. Very ready, man. I'm ready for another damn thing. Just so uh, everybody knows, before we get into ranting, next week is going to be Easter Sunday, so we're going to be taking off next week to spend time with family and everything, but we'll be in your feed the following Sunday. So, what do we have to talk about today? We have to talk about the spending bill that was just passed. We have to talk about McMaster leaving and John Bolton coming in. And also, we'll talk about the playmate situation, another woman coming out and uh, talking about her affair with Donald Trump, Karen McDougal. And last, we're going to finish with uh, the March for Our Lives that just happened yesterday, actually. So, a spending bill hasn't passed. $1.3 trillion spending package. Whoa, that's a lot of money. Do you think it all went to good stuff, Sergio? Do you think? It, do, do you agree with, with the spending and everything <laughs> and, and the way the, ma- the money was spent? Is it a good? Well, was it a good bill? <laughs> well, you know, I, I give it, I, I give it thumbs down just because it adds to the deficit, and it's only, yeah. it's only good until September. So in September we're gonna have another of these ones. It's mm. just, uh, you know, the never-ending story. And according to Trump, I guess there were so many things that he did not like about this, this bill. He threw a fit yesterday before signing it. Uh, uh, Twitter, a uh, Twitter. A Twitter feed, right? He, he I know, just, he threatened to veto it. Yeah, he threatened to veto it. <laughs> and everybody, you know what everybody's saying is that he, he, he started the, the Twitter feed after he, after uh, Fox and Friends uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> because they were, they were, you know, talking, they were ranting against the, the bill. So after that, like an hour or so, he, he start, I guess he, he was listening to the rant and then uh, he decided it wasn't good for him either, so. It just, um, <laughs> yeah, so you know. He, yeah, sorry, Serge, what were you saying? No, he doesn't listen to his advisor. He just listens to what Fox and Friends says. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a hundred percent right. And we're about we're going to get into that in the next topic. Trust me that uh, if you want to have a job in the White House, apparently you have to be on Fox News. <laughs> that seems to be uh, mm-hmm. what, what's going on. But we'll get into that a little bit a little bit later. You know. Um, when the Republicans are out of power, they scream their heads off about spending. But then mm-hmm. when they're in power, they don't, they don't seem to mind spending. And I feel like this is a, this is a hypocrisy that, that's, uh, I don't think, exclusive to the right, but, um, but certainly seems to be at least more obvious in the right. And so there were a lot of senators, and actually Ann Coulter, Rand Paul, Rand Paul seems to be pretty principled. Um, he will push against Trump. He doesn't seem to be a sycophant for Trump, which is a good thing, but he was screaming about this bill on Twitter. I mean, he was posting mm-hmm. up... I don't know if you saw the pictures, but he was posting up pictures of him holding... It's like 2,000 plus pages, and he's like mm-hmm. holding up the pages and showing how big it is and, and, and whatnot, so... He is definitely someone that wants to minimize the government, which 
I can respect. You know, if someone has principles and they want to have a limited government, they think that we should cut spending in the government, okay, we can have a discussion about that. When you say one thing when you're out of power and then do the complete opposite when you're in power, that's where the issue is. That, mean, that means that you're not being entirely truthful, and I have a problem with that. Um, just someone who's principled, who has different opinions than me, well, that's, you know, that, that's fine. That's fine. We can have different opinions, mm-hmm. and we can hopefully meet on some common ground, but this spending bill is uh, huge, and Donald Trump didn't get everything that, that, that he wanted. You're right. What he did get uh, was he wanted how, how much he, he wanted he only got 1.6 billion yeah. uh, for the, for the first, it's, well it's for border for a very beautiful wall very you can't build a very beautiful wall with 1.6 billion <laughs> yeah. well the the wall is supposed to cost like 26 yeah. billion yeah 26 billion but he only got 1.6 but I guess it, they 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 put it as a border security but. Yeah. And then Which, also the spending on on, um, on military went up, but they had to give some money for uh, social programs again. So that's why that's why he was upset about. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what he was really upset about. And and that's the thing. Donald Trump doesn't necessarily want security. He doesn't like these abstract things. You know, he he talks a lot about Silicon Valley and what is software. I build stuff. I build buildings. You can see them. You can touch yeah. them. He doesn't understand. And this is the problem with Donald Trump. We're moving to more and more of a digital age, and we need someone that's going to be leading that charge into the future. I mean, that, that's just the way the world is moving. I mean, you, you can't stop it. We're not going back. That's, that's the problem. So if he doesn't grasp these things, and he doesn't seem to be willing to even learn, he just seems to mock um, people at, at Silicon Valley, but he can't wrap his head around it. Uh, and so when you get into the border security situation, it seems that he, he's, you know, he, he, he wants more border security for sure, but he wants that big, beautiful wall, as he says, with that something tangible. It's something that he can go and show people, something that he can look at and be like, ah, they, they built this because of me. You know, it, it goes back to mm-hmm. the way that he functions in this very, you know, I don't know, not, I, I, like like in a past way where you know building up big buildings was the thing. You know he's living he's living in the past and uh, and it's a problem. It's a problem for the country. Um, and you're right. He increased uh, the military spending to build up the military because our military is so depleted and and you know we're so vulnerable to attacks. Even though we have like we have the largest military in the world. I I honestly really disagree with that. I disagree heavily with building up, with uh, adding more and more money to the military. I think that we should be spending mm-hmm. more, and mon- more and more money at home. My major thumbs yeah. down for this bill, besides, you're right, you know, it adds $1.3 trillion, you know, the, the, it's a huge spending bill, but I, I just really disagree with, you know, $716 billion to, to, re- mm-hmm. to quote-unquote rebuild the military. Um, but, I really disagree, and I know that that's not, that's not very popular, which we have to defend the military and everything, but, I mean, our military is huge. I mean, people that think that we need a bigger military is just sad. The thing, you know what, I, I keep thinking about this, this rhetoric about the depleted military. Maybe depleted because we have been at war for, what, uh, since 2003? Have we been at war with Iraq and Afghanistan? So, of course, you know, you know like, it's... It, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, I mean, things, if you keep a war, then things are going to get depleted, right? Uh, mm, maybe we I should see. stop the wars. And then yeah, yeah, I agree. Or, yeah. Uh, like, I know, mean, like, that's what he ran on. That's what Donald Trump ran on. I thought he was supposed to be somewhat of an isolationist. Like, hey, I'm going to worry about yeah. America first. I'm not going to, I'm going to kind of keep us out of foreign wars and everything. And that was appealing. It was like, yeah, I don't want to be in mm -hmm. forereign wars. I don't, who wants to be in a war? Well, we're going to get into yeah. who wants to be in a war in a second. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. but not, many people don't want to be in a war. I mean, it, it's terrible. And it's a drain on our, on our country. And it's like, well, we need to be on we We need to be fighting. We need to be protecting. I don't know. It's just, we can, we can defend ourselves and we can also kind of slash... I feel like slashing the military uh, budget would have been a good idea, but 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 you know obviously he he's not gonna you know he would never do that, but he's you know borderline authoritarian. <laughs> and, well, at least he's at least he's checking off every checkbox of authoritarianism, and part of authoritarianism is building up the military and having military parades and everything. Now, lastly, uh, uh, so no, Donald Trump no lack of protection. The do yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I was about to say DACA, which he, was Donald Trump said, so this is when he was considering to veto the bill. I was trying to find the, the exact tweets. Actually, two tweets I want to read by Donald Trump. He said, I'm considering a veto on the omnibus spending bill based on the fact that the 800,000 plus DACA recipients have been totally abandoned by the Democrats, not even mentioned in, in, in bill. And the border wall, which is desperately needed for our national defense, is not fully funded. DACA was abandoned by Democrats, very unfair to them, would have been tied to desperately needed wall. So like pretty much what he's saying, he, he does this thing that I don't think he's going to be able to get by with it. I really don't think it's going to work. But it's kind of genius when you think about it. Was he, they had... They had bipartisan deals for DACA recipients. Mm -hmm. I mean, they presented to him, and it wasn't good enough. Remember, yeah. he changed the rules. He wanted a change yeah. on legal immigration. They, 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 did, they had a bill that fit his criteria, and then he changed it. And they were trying to work with him, trying to work with him. And, now, and so he's been denying helping the DACA recipients. But then he turns around and blames the Democrats, like, oh, I would have done this, mm -hmm. and I may veto the bill because it's almost like he's trying to win them over but I, I really don't think it's going to work. I think that most people, uh, you know, most DACA, uh, most dreamers are, are aware of the situation. I think most of their family members and their friends are aware of the situation and how Donald Trump is really, it's not going to work on them. But, but the thing is that, they, you know, they do have majority in both, in both houses of Congress, so they could yeah. pass something on their own, I guess. I don't know. They do could. some other reconciliation, I guess, and then we'll see what uh, what that comes up. But they yeah. just want to blame. They ju they don't want to do anything, and they just want to blame the Democrats, thinking that that's going to lead them to a bigger win, I guess, on the on November, yeah. putting you know the, imi the, the the immigrant community against Democrats. I guess that's that's the thinking on this. Uh, I don't know, but they want. Yeah, that's exactly what they want to do. That's exactly. Oh, uh, but I don't think that's gonna work because he's the one who uh, who removed the protection for the for the DACA recipient. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what kind of strategies that they're they're thinking of.
Oh yeah, it's not going to work at all. Are you kidding me? It's it's definitely not going to work. I mean, the he's the one that that removed the protection. He's the one that's refusing to make a bill, although he keeps tweeting about how easy it would be to make a bill uh, deal. Mm-hmm. Sorry, how easy it would be to make a deal and da da da. But we know that that's just we know that's not the case. But Donald Trump, people are really beginning to learn that he's a lot of talk and no. Action. He, he has zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really, he has proven that over and over again. But we're gonna move. Moving on to the to the next topic, which we're gonna talk about why that may change quite quite soon. Uh, because National Security Advisor uh, McMaster, he's he's out. He's out. And uh, mm-hmm. Donald Trump has decided to replace him with John Bolton. And John Bolton. Is a uh, is a serious hawk. Uh, yeah. He is he he loves war. I mean, he really does. I mean, he still thinks that the Iraq War was was justified. Everything with it, which yeah. I, now it's it's almost like we we know that that was a bad war to get into. But, that we we acted yeah. on false information. And he also talks about how um how he thinks that we should strike North Korea. Uh, you know, he he doesn't seem to really agree with uh, some sort of diplomatic approach when it comes to North Korea, which and even Iran too. So we may be in a war with Iran and North Korea and China also. But didn't China promise, hey, if you attack North Korea first, we're coming to North Korea's side? You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. he 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 loves the strength of of the United States and he loves to use that strength. Uh, in my opinion, to kind of really bully uh, the world and 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 I'm, I'm concerned personally I'm concerned we were talking about this before because you know he could reinstate a draft um, you know mm-hmm. that's something that's possible and then because I had a, because I signed up to vote because I registered to vote I had to sign up to be in the selective service so I could be drafted and like you know I'm firmly against fighting in a war that's unjustified um, mm-hmm. Most wars, actually, I would I would say it'd pretty be it'd be hard unless it was like an Adolf Hitler out there, um, mm-hmm. where it was really necessary for us to stop some terrible dictator that was taking over countries and, and killing millions of people like like Stalin or, or Adolf Hitler. I mean, then okay, that's one thing. But you know, if we are when 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 North Korea has decided to talk with us when. South Korea and North Korea are kind of getting along. They're having talks, and then suddenly we're going to go in and start striking them. I mean, it doesn't seem to make to make sense. But yeah, so John Bolton, he's in, which is frightening, but he seems to be a doer, and Donald Trump seems to be just a talker. So he he may talk Donald Trump into doing something, doing something incredibly foolish. But I don't know. Are you, are you so so John Bolton? Obviously, is a thumbs down for me. But but I know you're a big John Bolton fan. I know you love war, Sergio. I know, yeah. I know you're a huge fan of that. So I know you're going to give a thumbs up. So I guess we can move on to the next topic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a double thumbs down for me. Uh, he wants to. I guess he wants to also like the the Iran deal. He wants to uh, probably he might want to repeat it or you know like get the U.S. out of the Iran deal, which I think it will be a bad bad uh, decision there. Um, he will support. I guess he will. Uh, he will support for Trump to to uh, get out of that deal. So that's that's not. Uh, and you know, uh, it, it just it, 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 everybody's saying that this guy was. Uh, how do you say? Like he, while he was in, in uh, 
Was was this guy also in, in the Bush administration? The yeah, he was try, but he was uh, uh, yeah, he was a uh, yeah, he had like a lot of problems uh, being. I think he was a UN UN ambassador or something like that. Or uh, he, he worked. Yeah, he was in the Bush administration, but but there were some issues with him in the Bush administration for his for his views. He also wanted to like uh, cut down the the. You know the money that uh, the U.S. gives to the U.N. because uh, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, he's they're gonna have these talks with uh, with North Korea, but he's getting his the advisement he's gonna get is like I guess be tough on on, on North Korea, and I don't know how that's gonna work mm. when they when they meet. You know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it seems like John Bolton uh, was not a fan of the UN at all. Uh, <laughs> not a fan at all. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree that um, that I, I think that you have two people that think they're strong men. I think they're really tough and really narcissistic, and those two men, normally it wouldn't matter. Normally, those, you know, people that think they're the greatest and everything, like us, like just us regular schmucks, usually, mm -hmm. you know, just make fools of ourselves or try to hit on a girl at, at the bar and then get, you know, a drink thrown in our face or something like that for, you know, someone who's narcissistic and thinks they're the greatest thing ever. The problem is, is that these two men have access to weapons that can kill millions of people instantly. So that that's that's the concern. Um Yeah, so uh pretty much uh John Bolton, I'm just I, I, I just remember that he he famously said that if the headquarters of the United Nations lost ten stories it would make it wouldn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um so like pretty much it you know he does not see the value in the United Nations. I think that he has his mind up on the United States ruling the world through strength, um, which I, I I mean I I I I disagree with. I disagree with entirely. I think that we need to be in a situation where you know we're working together with, with other countries. That I think that's the best approach because. At some point, people are, you know, other countries, especially if we keep going down this track, I feel like other countries are just going to end up getting getting quite frustrated with the United States and either yeah. stop doing business with us or, you know, put san even put sanctions on us. I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? It could happen. Yeah. It could happen if we keep doing um, egregious things around the world. Um, we're we're putting tariffs on on all the all the imports, so I guess that people are gonna start saying, "Well, we might send our products somewhere else." Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think that if people start seeing the uh, uh, the uh, how how yeah how 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 the United States is kind of being an unfair player now, Donald Trump will always say, "Well, you know, we've been treated unfairly in trade and da da da." But I mean, there's there's a reason for that. It's because we're such a consumer nation. You want, you you go into supermarkets in other places in the world, and in many cases they're not like the Kroger that you go into. You know, it's not like you have access to like almost every kind of vegetable, like ten thousand different 
pasta sauces and oils and, and, and all that, like, that doesn't really happen in many other countries. So mm. if you want to have all access to all those products, like cheap toys and cheap foods and everything, well, then we have to kind of have a trade deficit. I mean, we're just a consumer nation. That's how it is. It's not necessarily that, they, that countries are treating us unfairly. It's just seeing, hey, mm. the United States have this need. We have this stuff. Let's kind of have a deal here where we'll sell you this stuff, and then you can, uh, you can, you know, you you can sell it pretty cheap in the United States. We'll sell it to you pretty cheap. But then if we start eliminating that competition, what happens is is that on the tail end, on the consumer side, we're the one that picks up the bill for everything. So, and what, and the one thing is that when he talks about the trade thing, is that. Uh, it, it, it talks about goods, right? Consumer mm-hmm. goods. That okay, you know, the, yes, the U.S. consumes a lot, but the U.S. is a major exporter of services. It could be military services, it could be any kind of te- telecommunication services, any kind of other technology services, because mm-hmm. you know this is a country where a lot of research is done and a lot of companies are involved in uh, you know major te- te- technological advances. So mm-hmm. a lot of countries purchase those services. Yeah. Uh, you know, for you know, from the U.S., which kind okay. of you know balances the, the the thing against all the all the goods that we're consuming, and that's the thing with uh, like the when they, when uh, you know the Prime Minister of Canada was here, was here, like Trump was saying, oh, we have a deficit with Canada, and the other one was saying, like, actually, you don't, but mm. it's the way how you measure it, right? Mm. And and the other thing is that. Trade, you know, trade is such a global thing that a product that is manufactured in one place, it doesn't mean that that's the end product. For example, a car that is mm-hmm. somehow assembled in, say, uh, I don't know, China, when it comes to the U.S. or when it goes to another country, it might go through other countries where things are being added on, say, a different radio or, uh, you know, or um, parts in the, in the engine that needs to be added. So it's, what what countries are actually exporting is just added value to certain products. It's so difficult to to measure. So and and, and the, you know that's that's something like trade is such a global thing, and it was actually the United States who was the pioneer in this globalization of trade. So I don't know how you're going back to a, how you can once you pioneer this this global trade now you want to go back to being so protectionist, it doesn't work that way. You know, once the, the, the thing is out of the box, you cannot put it back in, you know. It's just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, he, he's not, he doesn't listen to, to anybody that has some sense in economics, you know, and, and <laughs> macroeconomics or something. Like that, you know. <laughs> a he just listens to him. Though. Yeah, he just yeah. thinks he's... Uh, okay. Yeah, so... Well, he's a stable genius, very stable genius. Yeah, I guess, yes. He's incredible, yes, yes. so. Um, yeah, and I think that goes back to the, to the idea that Donald Trump has a hard time grasping abstract things where services mm. and everything is yeah. very hard. He, he thinks about it in, you know, physical <laughs> things. Yeah. It's hard for him yeah. to grasp the, yeah. the, these concepts. I mean, it just, it, that seems to be the case through, through and through. Um, while, while we're on the topic of McMaster leaving, we should also mention that John Dow has left. Um, he was an attorney for Donald Trump. He was the head, the head attorney for the, uh, 
for the Russia collusion uh, defense. You know, he's uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he he's the head head lawyer there. He was the head, yeah, and then he yeah, resigned. So, um, yeah, I guess he, and I, he and it maybe like, yeah. maybe he 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 thinks he might. Be. I think I mean the guy. I think he's gonna retire or something. But he, he said he might have thought like, okay, this is too much for me. I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna. I don't wanna go further down the rabbit hole here. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe he knows something. I don't know. According to him, he left because Donald Trump stopped listening to him yeah. and, and listening to his legal advice, which is just. I see Donald Trump as an incredibly difficult person to work for, yeah. which is proven time and time again from nearly 50% of his cabinet being flipped in the first year. Um, yeah. And now <clears throat> John Dowd is gone. Um, so, you know, I mean, he, Donald Trump just stopped, stopped listening to, 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 his, to his legal advice. And that goes back to what you said a little bit earlier on about how Donald Trump doesn't seem to listen to any advisor. He just thinks that he can handle it completely. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, yeah, so so that so that should be so that's pretty interesting and uh, something that should be should definitely be highlighted. I mean, it just seems um, seems interesting that that he would leave, and and it seems interesting that uh, Don, I guess he was kind of telling Donald Trump, don't talk about Mueller specifically. Uh, probably not a good idea to go and go uh, and go and a talk to Mueller under under. Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, what's what's the word? Um, and like being subpoenaed or under, um, you know, where he could perjure uh, perjure himself yeah. uh, under oath. That's what I'm trying to say. Ooh, man, it's mm -hmm. it's an early morning, man, right now. My brain is my brain is still functioning. I mean, I got I only got like a cup of coffee in me right now. Um, so yeah, so so under oath with well Donald Trump wants to, and it's kind of funny that like uh, people on the right are always like. It's a trap. They're trying to trick him into, you know, mm. that he would perjure himself. And it's like, wait a minute. It's like, if you have someone that lies, if you know, well, clearly you're admitting that he just lies all the time and he'll be stupid enough to lie. I mean, no one would force him to lie. How could it be a trap? I mean, it's like, they're not going to trick him. I mean, all he has to do is tell the truth and then he wouldn't be lying. I mean, but I think that they realize Donald Trump is essentially incapable of doing that. So... Mm. So, mm. let's talk about another playmate. So, um, <laughs> so uh, Sergio, this is um, your, this is your uh, this is your uh, area of expertise talking about playmates. <laughs> so, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, apparently, uh, Karen McDougal has come out and talked. I believe that she did an interview with um, Anderson Cooper about mm. her mm. her affair with with uh, Donald Trump. So, this is another woman. Coming out, uh, talking about her her um, her affair, her ongoing affair. I believe it was a ten month affair that she mm -hmm. had with with Donald Trump at one point. So, um, what, what what's significant about this situation? Why is she coming coming to light right now? Well, the thing is that she's suing the um, American Media Inc., which is a parent company for I guess the National Enquirer. Which I guess it, what what happened was that some a reporter went to talk to her and have her sign the away the rights for her story, saying that the story was going to be published. 
However, once you know she signed the rights away for the story, the the story was buried. So, yeah, she was <laughs> uh, she she could she couldn't tell her story. Somebody else took you know has has uh, has uh, you know the rights to that story, and then um, you know she's left with nothing. So I guess now she's suing for those rights to tell her story. And uh, but the major thing is that you know this is the Donald Trump. It's uh, a Republican from the party of family values, but now there are two women that have, have uh, had, uh, uh, you know, have come out and said that they had, he had had extramarital affairs, and and this is not, and, and you know, this is a sensational thing, right? Like, but but while he was running for president, there were how many? Thirteen women that said that he he uh, yeah, accosted like them, you know, that, or something six, like that, or something. Yeah, that, so something that's like even that. worse, you know, like. Yeah. Only this sensational thing is, is getting here. Nobody's talking anymore about those women that accused him before, which that was uh, th those are not consensual, right? Like this is these are yeah. actual consensual uh, you know, affairs. But mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, it's I think those other women should start suing too, so they can uh, you know uh, tell their stories and then and, and, uh, I don't know. That's uh, yeah. It's it. The, but this is the party of values. So. We'll, we'll yeah. see, uh, you know, and, uh, what, how the conservatives can handle this, or they just probably discredit the women, saying, "Oh, they're lying now." Like, okay. Mm -hmm. But if, yeah. if for some reason there are pictures or, or videos or something, then uh, I guess that <laughs> that would be you can you won't be able to deny those things. But then part of me hopes that there is, because that'd be that'd be incredible if there was like a sex tape of the president. Um, but then also but quite just, terrifying at the same time. But not just that, because I guess the, the guy has been attending attending events with this with this with these women. So there there has to be some kind of footage of him with them mm. uh, somewhere. Uh, you just probably in public. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So um, uh, you know, yeah, it's just it's, it's, the hypocrisy. I guess is the bigger thing about this. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we saw that hypocrisy. Through and through, I mean, the 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 Republican Party, the conservatives have completely abandoned their values. And now, mm -hmm. I'm not someone that thinks, you know, oh, the president needs to be some some moral authority. I think that mm -hmm. we've learned time and time again that the presidents just aren't. You know, mm -hmm. many presidents have had affairs while in the White House. I mean, yeah. it, it, they've been womenizers. I mean, power and money it corrupts people and. And I understand yeah. that. So, like, I don't. I I think that the probably the only president we could point at that we know for sure probably didn't have an affair would be like Jimmy Carter. <laughs> that guy is like. I mean, like seriously. I mean, he's just like. Well, Obama. Nobody said nobody. Nobody has said anything about Obama. Was, Obama was too. Yeah, Obama. Seems upstanding citizen. Um. That's true. That's true too. Um. But. Uh. You know, there are these people that – so, like, it's not a problem. I don't find there to be an issue that Donald Trump had an affair, you know, you know years ago or, or, even, or even recently. I mean, once again, his sexual history, unless mm -hmm. it was assault and rape, I mean, that, that's a, unless there's yeah. a crime, but his sexual history shouldn't have any bearing on him as a president. I don't think it matters. Mm -hmm. The problem comes in when – 
these people that scream family values that wanted to keep gays from getting married because it's going to rip apart the fabric of, of our society and they're so firm in family values and how there should be a man and a woman, blah, 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 and preaching about it, how, how it is against God's will and blah, 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 to just fall in line behind this guy and really not push back on him Especially when the Access Hollywood tape came out, like I, I was yeah. shocked mm -hmm. that, of the people that came to defend him, that that made justifications about it, and so on and so forth, like locker room talk. When you're sixty whatever years old, it's not locker room talk anymore. If there was some, mm -hmm. if there was some video or something where the person was twenty, twenty one, okay, fine. They're they're young, they're immature, they've grown up now, mm -hmm. they're different people. When you're sixty something years old, you're you're the you are who you are. That, that's yeah. it. I mean, so they were just defending him constantly. Donald Trump isn't a different person. He didn't give his life to Jesus, and and now he's he's a changed <laughs> a reformed man. That's just not true. I bet I guarantee you that once he gets out of the White House, you're going to hear about him having affairs. You know, I mean, I can't say that for a hundred percent sure. I just think that that's just who he is. I think that that's just. Mm. I think he's a womanizer. I mean, everybody says it. I mean, everybody has said that he just 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 goes after women all the time. That's like all that he wanted to do was 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 to was to have sex. And I don't think that's going to change. And the fact that the that um that uh Donald Trump is uh some some you know I just see these posts by conservative people. Thank God for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is God's choice. Da da da. And it's like. Dude, no. I mean, this is this. Is, if if that's God's choice, then I don't know what Bible you're reading because uh, <laughs> I'm reading a very different Bible. Then because, and you're right. It, it comes down to the hypocrisy of the situation. I wouldn't care. Sure, it's a little bit embarrassing to have the to have the president go through kind of scandal after scandal with these women. Sure, it's a little bit embarrassing, a little bit frustrating. Um, and I'm sure that it was embarrassing with um, with Bill Clinton, although I was kind of young. I, I remember I don't remember too much from from Clinton. I certainly didn't have any opinions at the time, and I'm sure that that was embarrassing, national embarrassment and everything, um, mm -hmm. just just the fact of the affair and everything. But the fact that these people are just defending him vehemently just shows that they don't that they don't have. I don't. Know, I feel like it's more important to be loyal. Instead of being loyal to a country or, or an ethnicity or a person, I think that it's better to be um, loyal to values and principles of helping poor people, equality, peace, love, justice. You know, I think those are more mm -hmm. important to be, to be, I don't know, to, to, be, um, to be passionate about and to, be, uh, and, to, and, to hold, and to hold firm rather than you know, oh, the president will just defend him regardless. I think that, I mean, I, th I think that's what they, I think that, uh, I think they just lost their way. Now, because that's the other, like, once again, with the Rand Paul, if you, he's principled. I can, I can work with something like that. I can agree, I can respect something like that. And if the evangelicals, if they all abandoned Trump after all this stuff was coming out and they were like, you know what, you know, you wouldn't really need to prove that he has had a serious change of heart and and you know which I'm not seeing. I mean, mocking people on on Twitter, and uh, oh, we're not going to even get into uh, that. He that the the ex vice president and him are wanting to have a fight. I mean, that's that's crazy. But you know, like bullying on Twitter. That's not that's not a sign of someone who has a change of heart. 
Um, it just seems that he has said that and he has used and fooled the evangelical voting bloc to vote for him. And I, uh, if the evangelicals abandon him, I would have respect. I may not agree with everything. I certainly don't agree with everything the evangelical movement is, but at least I would be able to respect them. But, you know, I, I have a hard time respecting them now. Um, well, but one of the things, uh, you know, like I remember, who was it, Jimmy Stewart? Was that like a religious guy, Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy Stewart, religious guy. Um, I'm not entirely sure. A, I can't. Well, I can't. Uh, well, I just remember, like, I, I, to me, it's that that thing that uh, many disgraced religious figures that have had, you know, affairs or whatever have been come out of light. The main thing they do is always they repent, and then you ask for forgiveness, and you know they go, uh, you know, public and. Uh, say that they have found God again and that, uh, you know, they are very sorry for what they did and they repent and everything. I don't think Trump is that kind of guy, you know. He's not going to go anywhere and say, I'm sorry. He's just the guy that keeps doubles down and stuff. So <laughs> not even then, you know, not even not even being the guy that you know, apologizes or goes to, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I had the affair. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, um, you know, I'm going to cancel for this or whatever, uh, you know. I've talked to my wife about it or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I guess they're, you know, being uh, at least apologizing for it or something. But mm -hmm. I, he's not that guy. He's not. He's definitely not the the guy that is gonna repent for what he did. So. Oh no, definitely not. That's yeah. the thing. But but I can see why he doesn't. He doesn't repent. He doesn't say sorry. He just doubles down. This is fake news. It's all a lie. Because it's worked yeah. every single time for him. And nothing mm -hmm. seems to affect him. Every single person is like, oh, this is going to take down Trump. This is going to take down Trump. It never does it. It just He just mm -hmm. keeps moving forward. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. I, I find it impressive. It's almost inspiring. <laughs> the fact that like this guy can do whatever he wants, scream that it's fake news, and just move forward. That's it. That's all that he does. Just boom. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's incredible, and, and I think that that's the appeal that, that Donald Trump has, this idea. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want mm. to take, be able to do what they want, and then when they have to face the consequences of it, they just say, ah, it's all fake. I don't care. I don't need to face the consequences of it, and just, and just push forward. Who, who mm. doesn't want to have a life like that? Everybody wants mm. to have that life. Nobody wants to have to deal with the consequences, the negative consequences of their actions. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to have to face up that they've, you know, done something horrible. I mean, it's incredibly difficult. Um, and, that's, and that's kind of what, uh, you know, and Donald Trump just has this magic way about him to just do that. And now he has the whole, or most of the Republican Party, except for the people that are retiring, you know, uh, yeah. like on his side. So why would he stop doing what he's doing? It makes sense. Or ignore it, at least, you know. Yeah. Ignore I'm sure. Them. I'm sure. Uh, what's his name? Like the, you know, Paul Ryan or or McConnell. Say, oh, those are yeah. Those are tabloids. I don't. I don't concern with that. I'm concerned with running the government. Yeah. Sure. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um. But let's 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 go to a, a, a happy note. <laughs> yeah. Happy note. Yes. Please. Let's end this with a with a good story. So over the weekend, just yesterday, there was a March for Our Lives where 
I mean, how many marches were around nationwide? Like something like I think there were more than eight hundred marches. Yeah, nationwide, and there's some international, I believe, too. I think so. Um, which is just incredible. Um, there was definitely one in Atlanta. I know that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's where that's where we are. But um, yeah, and how many how many kids? I think they had over. Um, Five hundred thousand, over half a million kids in in DC alone. Yeah, and those uh, were the, those that that was organized by the kids from Parkland, from the school yeah. in Parkland. So that was the one organized by them, and you know by the people that have everything. So but, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like more than five hundred thousand people went to were Pennsylvania Avenue. Yep, and they were marching for uh, stricter gun control legislation, mm-hmm. maybe stricter background checks. Maybe increasing the, the age to buy a weapon. Maybe eliminating certain weapons or certain um, uh, certain things that you can add to weapons to make them more dangerous. And just uh, mm-hmm. all around trying to, in their opinion, save their lives, um, which yeah. was uh, pretty pretty incredible. Um, I yeah, personally cool. think that uh, children shouldn't be involved in politics, so I give a thumbs down for this all around. I think it's terrible. Uh, no, 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 no. I think it's wonderful. I think this is yeah. absolutely fantastic. What's interesting is Donald Trump and uh, Mike Pence didn't tweet about it at all. I guess Donald yeah. Trump. Donald Trump escaped to Mar-a-Lago <laughs> um, yeah. because you know I guess he didn't want to see all the children march around. Although I, I heard that there are some people that actually uh, marched in front of Mar-a-Lago. Um, mm. so, so yeah, he, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's just incredible. This, this huge movement that happened organically from, so it just shows the power of social media to bring all these people together so quickly. Now to sustain something like this may be a different story, but, um, Parkland was, was uh, a month ago, right over a month ago, and this has still mm. been going, and they've been keeping it in the news, and I don't think it's going away. And I think they're winning over a lot of these kids are are um, quite young, but a lot of them will be able to vote in in November, certainly in 2020, for sure in 2020, yeah. many many of them. Yeah. But even this year, they'll be able to vote. And and I saw a statistic yesterday that said that. If all the young people vote, and this is the problem, young people do not typically turn out. That's a major problem. But but I think that now, with this kind of, this this major publicity and getting this momentum going, I think that they'll they're going to start showing up a lot more. Um, which is kind of the the weird. Uh, we 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 talk a lot about how Donald Trump has this like weird negative effect that's also a really positive effect. So, like Donald Trump being in the White House is, in my opinion, not a good thing. But what's good about it is that it's going to cause people to be more aware of political things going on and be more involved in politics and because they want to be against him. So that's a good thing. That's a positive um, that, that these children are getting involved and they're going to vote against um, Donald Trump or vote against the Republicans or people that uh, do, not, um, do not reflect their needs, which is what we're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to vote and the people are supposed to you know, represent the, the the needs and the wants of the people in their district or in their state, and you know, if they're not doing that, then these kids will vote them out. And and um, a statistic that I read uh, is that there's more young people than there are baby boomers young, more millennials out there mm-hmm. of voting age, but it's getting to getting them to 
the voting booth is, is what's it's what's difficult. But um yeah. Yeah, yeah I give it also a double thumbs up. It's I think it's yeah, I think it's good. Because even if, if if this is even if this doesn't become a political movement, at least all these kids are where they need to vote. You know what I mean? And they are gonna they are gonna register. They are gonna vote. At least that's you know. I think the awareness of of, uh, of the political issues in our country in the country. So. Yeah, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely a good thing, and it's kind of interesting that Donald Trump, so the 24th was, uh, was the March for Our Lives yesterday, um, mm -hmm. and Donald Trump tweeted on the, on the 23rd saying, Obama administration legalized bump stock, bad idea, in all caps. As I promised, today the Department of Justice will issue the ruling banning bump stocks, caps again, mm -hmm. with a mandated peer, uh, comment period. We will ban all devices that turn legal weapons into illegal machine guns. So I don't know if he threw that out there in an attempt to appeal, but I see Donald Trump wants to be liked. He understands the popularity gain, game. I think that he knows, I think he knows in his head that he lost the popular vote, and it's only going to get worse for him. I think he knows that. So he's trying to hit this weird balance where he's throwing some hope to the people, hopefully to bring some people over from the left, um, you know, being like, I'm going to ban bump stocks with a mandated comment period, which is kind of interesting because in that mandated comment period, what can really happen is that certain bills can be, uh, you know, watered down significantly or just almost forgotten. Um, but he tries to throw, you know, some sort of, food or whatever to the, the people on the other side at the same time as trying to hold on to the people on the right side. Um, so he's trying to hit this balance and it's, um, I don't know, it's interesting to watch. And he's doing the same thing with DACA, you know, he's like, I'm on your side, I'm on your side, I'm on your side. But in reality, you know, he, he's really not, I think he's all talk. Is, is really what it comes down to. But what do you think, sir? All talk? No, yeah, yeah, well, I guess yeah. it's all talk, not, uh, not nothing significant. Uh, nothing, nothing significant. So. Yeah, no, not, not, not at all. Um, all right, that's going to do it for this episode of Political Thumbs Up or Down. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Political Up Down. You can also email us at politicalupanddown at gmail.com. And if you have a minute of your time, please go on to Apple, sit your Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, and give us a rating. It'll help other people find our podcast. And just a quick reminder, next week we will be off, but we will be in your feed on the 8th. So if you celebrate Easter, enjoy the holidays. If you don't, I stay safe.